Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. You're listening to Theater in College Hoops. I'm Subi. Alongside me is Taylor Dammel and The Shark. We're brought to you by Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel and the Barnburner Podcast Network. Go subscribe on whichever device you use. This episode of Feet is also brought to you by Beach House Soaps. No matter where you live, bring a little bit of the beach to your home with Beach House's all-natural soaps. Find them at beachhousesoaps.com. Your college hooper of the week is Malcolm Duvivier, former guard at the university or at Oregon State University. What a run by the Tinkles. What a run by the Beavs. Good for them. Everyone was talking about Georgetown and Patrick Ewing, and I understand the bigger name, Ewing back in MSG, all of that good stuff, and it was a very improbable run, but give the Beavers and Tinkle their just credit. Fantastic run out in Las Vegas uh, from Tinkle and, and the Oregon State Beavers. Hug for them, sincerely. Check out the website at thebarnburner.com. That's the-barnburner.com. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at CBB Theater. You should also follow me at Subi232 to find out where the feed is. And make sure to follow Taylor at Taylor Dammel and the shark at the underscore shark underscore BB. We're in March, baby. Let's open the curtains. guys remember in ferris bueller's day off cameron like the really weird fucked up friend cameron is staring at a painting in this museum in ferris bueller's day off the painting is george surratt's a sunday afternoon on the island of la grande jatte and it's cameron just staring through the soul of this painting now why am i bringing that up because the second the bracket was revealed no edits, nothing. I found myself like Cameron and losing myself within that bracket. Shark, did you have any sort of uh, resemblance to that as well? Well, every year uh, during the bracketology reveal, I have a tradition that I do by myself. I sit in front of my TV, cross-legged, listen to Greg Gumble deliver me the news as if it's Ronald Reagan announcing the end of the Cold War. It's a powerful moment for me. I take it in like I'm going to the Louvre 
or the Prado or a beautiful museum to walk in and look at the Mona Lisa or some other piece of art in the Prado. I can't name another one off the top of my head. The one that you just pulled was pretty good, though, Soup. I'm, I'm with you. And that's what I do. So I sat there l- watching it unfold in front of my eyes. You know, the, the memory it was giving me was you ever seen the movie Armageddon? I'm sure you have. You know, when the president gives that speech and they have the montage going and it's showing like everyone in America, you know, people in the rural counties and then you got people in the cities and you got people in Saudi Arabia. Then you got people in China and they got that great tune going in the background. In fact, if you could splice in that tune at some point in this episode, that one, that's what it was like watching me see the bracket and fold in front of my eyes. It was a great way to spend a Sunday. And I honestly can't keep my eyes off this beautiful bracket as the days have gone by since. So I'm hoping that you splice in Dunkashane by, uh, uh, obviously I, I can't say it as well as like Wayne Newton would have said it, but uh, just because you're making a Ferris Bueller reference there, um, I'm sure you're not going to hold a parade, but we should hold a parade because we actually have a tournament this year. This Sunday, uh, or this past Sunday, I was actually at Top Golf during the bracket unveiling. And let me tell you how focused I was on hitting a ball, 0%. Had to go there for a birthday party, had to kiss some babies, shake some hands, the whole type of deal. But I, my hand or my eyes were laser focused on the TV screens there. Um, definitely more of like a wallflower at that party, I should say, because I was not paying attention to hitting any ball. I was paying attention to the best day of the year, which is Selection Sunday. And really March, especially here in Scottsdale, there's no better place to celebrate March than here at 80 degrees golf basketball it's the it's the best time of the year this is christmas this is my super bowl i have a feeling the shark might take exception to where you watch selection sunday like we're we're huddled around the tv inside it fucking snowed here yesterday but that's all right i, I digress but listen, i got a feeling I the shark might have a bone to pick with you for golf in there I wasn't. Listen, listen, I stopped by to have a drink because that was the only time I could swing by for this birthday party that I needed to be at. I said what I needed to say. I, you know, I, I said hello. I grabbed a beer and then I focused on everything that was coming up. I was, you know, on, on Twitter. I was on uh, focused on the TV. Would I rather have been at home? Yes. But sometimes you just have to, you know, play the cards that you're dealt. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a Scottsdale guy, right? Brunch is more important. Uh, things like that are more important. Where, Meanwhile, I'm over here in D.C. I was at restaurants scouting out where I was going to watch the next Friday games. I went to a place in Georgetown. I went to the bouncer. I said, hey, what's the deal with getting seats for next month, um, next March, uh, on next Friday? He goes, I mean, nobody's made reservations yet. You're the first person to ask me that. I said, all right, well, give me the best seat. All right. I did that again in Northern Virginia. I did it in Arlington. I'm looking all over the place. So I'm planning ahead, cold weather. It's gloomy. I don't care about any of that. I'm glad you got some strokes off that you can't drive 300 yards like I can. I can. I can. Well, let me tell you this. Okay. How about making a, a reservation for a sports book in Vegas next Sunday morning for the second round of the tournament? Because that's what I was doing while you were focused on your little restaurants in, in Georgetown and shit. I'll be in the Venetian sports book in Vegas for Sunday and Monday's games. See, you guys both have it wrong. What you need to be doing is focusing on your Uber Eats order. You need to be focusing on what beer you're going to be drinking. And you need to focus on your couch, on, on how sturdy your couch is. Because that's where this ass is going to be. Cratered on the couch, on the chase, uh, for the full weekend. Get delivery. Get your beer. Get whatever you need 
you don't move from that like 10 square feet. Are you taking Monday off? Cause we have a different cadence of games this year. Father, I was going to take Monday off probably even if there weren't any. Games. Hey, I just, I'm just double buffer? checking. I'm just double checking. Okay. Mental health. Cadence- but yes, I am. So that means I might be taking Tuesday off. I want to give Taylor credit too for the Venetian sports book. I've actually been, are you talking about the one in the basement, the Palazzo, I think is what it's called, or did they shut that down for good? Uh, I'm not sure. It was like, wasn't it like Emerald Lagasse sponsored it, right? I think Maybe. there's uh, one in the basement that's a phenomenal yeah, sport. It's like yeah, the ESPN zone in Vegas. It's great. Yeah, I have been to that one, but I'm not sure they're doing that in COVID times. But we did get three seats uh, just kind of in the upstairs one. Uh, so excited about that it was kind of a last minute thing with a friend of the program, Travis Church, who's coming into town. Uh, it's good here recovery. And then we're and then we're banking back up to Vegas for for a day or two. Wanted to watch the initial first round of games here at the home, and then get up there for the second round games. Really get a feel for things uh, before we go put some money in. I mean, I've done the Sweet Sixteen in Vegas, and that was the perfect amount of games. I can't really imagine the first two days of the tournament just sitting in a sports book all day. That could be a lot. It's not for the faint of heart, and I'm not saying people can't do it. It's just quite quite a lot of games now before we dive into our bracket breakdown and for those listening right now what i want you to do press pause go get your bracket and take a look at whatever picks you've already made if you if you have a blank slate we're going to be breaking down our titch official picks and we'll also tweet it out uh today during when we when we publish the episode as well but real quick before we dive into that fellas and i know we've waxed poetic about where we were last year and how much this means to us and how great of a feeling it was to see Gumble on our TV in a full bracket on Sunday. I also want to make one quick point, kind of piggybacking off that. I have a template here, fellas. I have a template that I, I don't really save. It was saved once. I update it, but I don't really save it every single time that I update it with a random college hooper's name. The last time I saved it was about this time last year, and there's a line there, and I keep it there purposely. I keep it there purposely to remind us how great we have it right now. It's almost like uh, Alabama when they lost to Clemson and they had them that game playing in the locker room. They had it playing on repeat in the weight room. This line here says to open the program from a year ago. No March Madness, but we do have a ton of NBA that's going on during the day, which reminds us of the tournament. Is that not the most fucking depressing line you've ever heard? I probably came up with an excuse to not be on that show. I mean, I, I like that you're keeping that for motivational purposes. You're doing it like a coach keeps the rejection letters and players keep rejection letters. That's great. It's driving you. But wow, that sounds terrible. 99% sure you weren't on that episode. I think you're, I think you're completely right. I've looked yeah, I, was, I, was, I was sick that day. I was yeah. Sick. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel you. Uh, sometimes you got to play hurt though. So anyway, uh, I do my daily warm up, uh, daily email there and going back uh, and looking at, uh, last year's versions this week is is terrible. There's not there's no content. It's literally just like three sentences of yeah, everything sucks. See you tomorrow. Terrible. But it bears repeating, and I said it on Sunday during the live broadcast. Cherish these moments, Billy Madison, uh, grabbing a hold of the fat kid's cheeks. Cherish it. You got to cherish it. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and dive into our bracket breakdown. For those listening, I hope you got your bracket. What we're going to do essentially is go through each game and majority rules. We have three We got three guys right here. If we disagree on one, we're going to have to uh, figure out who to sway for the other one. 
but we will go majority rules for every single game. And let's go ahead and start in the top left bracket. Actually, Nap, let me let me ask you this real quick. Just real quick. Don't look at don't look at your bracket. Look me in the camera. Uh, what side is Texas Tech on? Top right. Next question. Ohio State. Top right. Next question. BYU. You're not going to win. Bottom left. I mean, come on. All right. I mean, it's just too easy. All right. My mind is geared towards this stuff. I've been sleeping it, living it every single day. And Sub, if I may say a few comments on the way we want to do this show, every single one of you out there is probably listening to podcasts, probably going to the websites, trying to find picks, trying to find brackets, getting previews. They're telling you about how great Luca Garza is in one region. They're telling you about how, you know, defensively tough both Texas Tech and Utah State are in another region. We're just going to give you picks. All right. We're going to come through. We're going to give you picks. Majority rules picks. Everybody comes to me. They say, Shark, you pick 75% weekday games all year. Give us some picks. Well, these are their picks. And by the way, uh, people that are in my bracket, if you're listening to this show, several of the hard positions that I'm taking during this show are fake. All right. I'm doing that so I can throw you off and you're not going to piggyback off my picks in that. So there's going to be a few ones in there. All right. They're landmines that I'm throwing out there that are not actually how I feel but I'm going to articulate that on the show to keep people guessing. Very, very sneaky. All right, let's start in the West. Gonzaga versus the winner of Norfolk State, App State. You know what's funny? I kind of wish we did this uh, before the Virginia-UMBC game because it's the same thing, 16 versus one. But Taylor, kick it to you. Who's winning that game? Well, I wanted to make a joke about saying that what Shark was going to do is he was going to he was going to zig when everybody else is going to zag, uh, um, but we kind of missed that opportunity. So uh, we're going to go, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go with Gonzaga here. I think that's pretty easy to say. The only thing I'll say about this game is Norfolk State and Appalachian State are not either of the two worst teams in the tournament. That's Mount St. Mary's or Texas Southern. Fair enough. I'm on Gonzaga as well. Let's move them along. Oklahoma, Missouri. Uh, and by the way, yes, I'm on Gonzaga as well. Oklahoma, Missouri, 8-9 matchup. This kept me up a little bit. I'm Right now, I'm going to be going with the Sooners. Uh, I just thought that their peak... During, that these two were playing pretty much simultaneously great basketball. But I thought the Oklahoma wins against, like, what, three or something top 10 teams in a row was enough for me to say that, yeah, they're going to go ahead and beat out Konzo's team. I'm going Sooners. Shark. I'm going to go Quanzo. I'm going to take Missouri. Um, perfect, perfect mirror teams for each other right now. We're playing great in December and January and are both really stumbling right now, but I'm going to take Missouri. No chance. I'm putting any money on Quanzo Martin in a tournament game. Give me Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It is. And by the way, for those listening, I know we always say, write that down, write that down. The shark is literally writing this down. He is our scribe. So a lot of quotes you haven't written down begging you make sure you write this down um okay creighton ucsb this is the one that everyone is saying is going to be the 12-5 upset it reminds me a lot of the murray state uh marquette 12-5 from a couple years ago with john morant i got creighton though i believe in creighton and i think their big east title run uh was good enough for me to say that they're going to beat joe pasternak and ucsb shark so it's this guy, Ja'Cory McLaughlin, right? You know, Sarah McLaughlin, whatever you want to call him. He's an Oregon State transfer. He lights it up for Santa Barbara. I don't know enough about uh, Joe Pasternak. I, I want you guys to educate me a little bit on him because he's a former Sean Miller assistant. He's got he's never actually played. He was a student manager growing up. Uh, he's kind of a basketball mind, Brad Stevens type 
figure right there where he's a nerd that just ends up coaching the team. I kind of like that concept, and he's got a whole bunch of transfers on this team as well. They score a lot of points. Creighton obviously looked absolutely terrible last Saturday. So I'm going to throw out there, I'm going to go with the Gauchos of Santa Barbara. I'm going to have to go chalk on this one with Creighton. I know that we all think they're huge pussies. I, I, I understand that, which is completely true. But in this situation, uh, as much as I like Joe Pasternak, wish he was still on the squad, just didn't cheat enough for Sean Miller to keep him around. So I'm going to still roll with Creighton on this one. I don't think Creighton's going very very much further than this, but I'm going with Creighton in this game. Yeah, they are very soft. That That's going to be the game to watch, though. Uh, let's go Virginia, Ohio. I need to know more about the COVID situation with UVA. Obviously they weren't allowed to finish off the ACC tournament. I think they are traveling only on Thursday. They haven't left quarantine. Obviously, gosh, the more I think about this, this is tough, but I'm going to go UVA right now. Watch out for Preston on Ohio though. Shark. Yeah, I'm going to go Ohio mainly just because of what I watched in the Mac tournament. This team just lights it up. They, they, I think they scored over 80 points per game. They've played a tough schedule already. I think they went in, uh, I forget who it was in the Big Ten, but they played someone that might have been, might have actually been Illinois. I got to pull that up, but uh, don't quote me on that one. But they're tough. And the uncertainty surrounding UVA, you don't, they're not practicing all week, even if they were to be able to practice. Like everyone in the bubble's got to stay on their own floor. You can't really go out and about. And this is a difficult team to prepare for in Ohio. So I, I know their coach, Jeff Bowles was a former Thad Mata guy. Um, they score points. They got that. What, what is he? Dutch, that Dutch guy that hits threes and celebrates after each one. Watch out for that Dutchman Vanderwall or whatever his name is Van Plast or something. Actually funny yeah. enough, Rostin tweeted out a really good nugget. His first name's Ben. I believe it's short for Bennett. And he was named after Dick Bennett, who Vanderplas's dad played for. Dick Bennett, obviously. Tony Bennett's dad. A lot of intertwined uh, strings there. Go ahead, Taylor. Who you got? I like this. We're not too many f- picks in, and we already have an upset. Ohio is my pick as well. Uh, for pretty much all the reasons that Shark said and you said, uh, COVID uh, shutdown is going to be a big one on this one for me. I don't love Virginia this year. I think this is much more they're, – they're slight – you know, surely above average, but they're not the Virginia of the last couple of years. Uh, that is kind of just the ultimate lockdown team. And if we look at Ohio as they rank in like the net ratings, Ken Palm, stuff like that, they rank right in the same region as like UCSB, a team we just talked about as a potential ups, up, upset team. So I'm going Ohio. Real quick on that because I went and fact checked it for a minute and I'll, we'll keep this moving here because we got a lot of games. But Ohio did play Illinois and they lost to Illinois by two points. So this team can score. They can play with the bad boys. And I think UVA is going to be shorthanded. I like Ohio. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the COVID layer of complexity is really what's fucking with me during these picks, but it is something you obviously have to keep in mind when making the picks. All right, let's move on now to USC versus the winner of Wichita State and Drake. Now, obviously, with these games, these playing games, uh, it might matter to you who wins between Wichita State and Drake. But for me, I've been a Trojan the entire year, basically, I said that they were the best team of the Pac-12. I think that they can handle Wichita State and Drake, especially with uh, a top two, top three pick in the NBA. Give me the Trojans no matter who they play. Taylor, who do you have? So I'm going Drake here because Shanquan Hempel, Hempel, their best player, is on the road to being back for this game. Uh 
Joseph Yusufu's really come on after the uh, injuries to Roman Penn and uh, and Shanquan Hemphill. But having Shanquan Hemphill back is a big key for me in this game because that is their best player, their highest score, their their biggest rebounder. And USC, as talented as they are, as we've seen all year, Subi, uh, as you, the USC guy here, as as talented as they are, they put up a bunch of duds often throughout the season. So I'm I'm going. Uh, no USC here, all Drake. Watch out for Wichita, but if I'm picking here, I'll go USC as well. I mean, Andy Enfield, at some point, you got to make a move in the tournament. You have probably, if you're looking at rock, you're taking an athlete, a basketball player, you got the best one in the in the country in, at the college level here. I'm no, no offense to Kate Cunningham, but in terms of athleticism, that translates to the next level. Mobley is just 6'11", bouncy, can shoot, can do it all. Um, Enfield brought his dad onto the staff in order to get Mobley. So it, it's now or never for them. You have to, you have to win one, at least one game here. I mean, he's been there for almost 10 years. He's won one playing game and one other game in the first round. You got to have some results, especially with that talent on the team. So something's got to give Drake Hempful. Yeah. Uh, maybe they look better than they did against Loyola, but I'll side with Subi here and go USC. Moving on now. Kansas, Eastern Washington. Kansas is another team that's dealt with COVID. They were not able to finish the Big 12 tournament. Who knows? I, I don't know what their travel schedule is like. I don't know much about what's happening with Kansas and their camp. They were playing very well, though. They were playing incredibly good basketball towards the end of the regular season and also in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Kansas against Eastern Washington. Taylor, those obviously your boys. I'm going to go with the Jayhawks here, though. I think they'll survive the first round. Shark. Yeah, I'll side with you on Kansas. For some reason, it felt like Eastern Washington was in the tournament more recently, but I looked it up. It was 2015. They got this guy that uh, Tanner Groves looks like a guy from Eastern Washington. They do put up points, but I, I have been pretty impressed with Kansas in the in uh, 2021, at least. I think McCormick's definitely going to play, which is really all they need. Um, and, you know, Kansas, I'm a little nervous with this one, but I'm going to go with them. I am going to go Eastern Washington here, and actually the, there's multiple Groves on this team. Brothers, the Brothers Groves. Um, I, I'm not confident that Eastern Washington is going to win. I am going to pick them, but I do like this pick against the spread as well. It's an 11-point spread right now. Eastern Washington has covered the spread at like a 75% clip this year or maybe slightly around there. Uh, I'm going to use – but I'm going to go same reason as Virginia. I can't – I can't – not use the same reason, right? I think the COVID thing is going to throw everybody off. Clearly, we're going Kansas in our bracket, but I'm going to go Eastern Washington personally. Yeah, again, cannot be overstated what this layer of complexity has brought uh, to this fucking bracket. This entire, like this region, I should say, the West region has has given me fits. And Shark, I want to bring up or go back to your point about Eastern Washington and it being five years ago since the last time they played in the tournament. All these teams and all these Twitter accounts I'll see for the first time since X, Y, and Z or blank, these guys are dancing. And I'm like, I definitely saw you two years ago or last year. It felt like I forget who it might've been Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts is, is dancing. And they were like, for the first time since 2008, I said, are you kidding me? How have I filled out a bracket and not seen Oral Roberts, uh, in, in the tournament. And so, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we just lump all these mid-majors together. But I was shocked at that. 
Well, not to go too deep into this, Tyler Harvey was the nation's leading scorer who played for Eastern Washington in 2015. So they were a pretty popular pick, which probably makes you think of them maybe a little more notably than other teams. They were popular because they're playing Georgetown too, which everybody used to love to pick Georgetown in upsets. But yeah, that's it, it's ringing in your head. They're pretty good offensively this team. Excuse me, this year. Uh, but you know, Kansas. If, if Kansas wasn't playing so great before that COVID shutdown, then I, I could see it. But yeah. So let's talk about this real quick since we're on this side of the bracket where we have two COVID teams. Do we uh, reserve the right to change these picks if, like Louisville or St. Louis or someone has to slide in here? Louisville's done. They they announced like no no replacement teams. I think right, Shark. Even if, right. Yeah, that's correct. And even if Louisville was brought in, I would pick App State against Louisville too. Can't stand Louisville. <laughs> I know that's All not right. a matchup. It's a joke, guys. I'm trying to say that Louisville's not good. I don't know. We're still we're still throwing. You got to be ready. You got to be you got to be ready for everything that we throw at you here this episode. Let's stay in the Pacific Northwest though. Oregon versus Bones Highland and VCU. Bones Highland, my guy, I love him. Took himself out of the A-10 title game, though, essentially by getting three fouls in the first half. Oregon, a very odd loss to their rivals in Oregon State. But I, me and Rothstein agree and have been saying this for a while. They're going to be criminally underseeded. I don't know how they didn't even crack the top 25 towards the end of the year. They Maybe they did, um, like 24 or 25. But the backcourt of Chris Duarte, Will Richardson, uh, even the transfer LJ Figueroa, give me the Ducks here over VCU. Taylor? Yeah, I'm going to go Oregon as well. I don't love Oregon as much as uh, you and Rothstein do. And and it's one of those teams that I just can't put my finger on why I don't love them. You think that they have the experience. They've got a, a good amount of talent. They've got a good coach. Maybe it's Infali Dante not being there again. I, I'm not sure, you know, throughout the year. I'm not sure why I can't put my finger on it because they do have the tournament experience, like he said, in, in Duarte and Richardson. I'm going Oregon in this round, uh, but not much further. I'll take Oregon also. I, I can't stand VCO. They don't run anything on offense. Mike Rhodes, I mean, what are you doing? You just sit back and let your athletes take over. I don't like that. Daniel Altman's going to coach circles around him. You also forgot the other guy, Eugene Omaruyo. Omaruyi, uh, another good player that they have. I think he's putting up like 17 a game. So I like him. I like Oregon. Let's push him Eugene, through. Eugene from Eugene, quote it, Shark. Let's see how light you've been staying up. I, I've been getting four hours of sleep. I can't keep up on that, that level right now. That's a Bill I, I keep a, special right there. I, I keep a notebook next to my bed in case anything inspires me in the middle of it. I jot it down so I don't forget it the next day. Beautiful. In terms of picks. In terms of picks, not life. Just life. Okay. No, no. Uh, picks, not life. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm just, okay, good. Well, I mean, try try that exercise towards life. Might become a happier person. I'm good. Let's go to the east now, staying on the left-hand side. Oh, hold or, on. Excuse me. We got one more pick. Excuse me. Yeah, you're right. Iowa and I say we go through the whole bracket first and then move to the next. Region. Oh, okay. Region. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Region by region. Hug yeah. for you. You're going to have to take over then the second round because the, I'm fun. looking at my picks personally. And if we've disagreed, okay, good. I'm a great scribe. All right. In, in my Marine Corps days, I was a scribe. I was one of the best scribes that the Marine Corps has ever seen. So this was way back then when in a previous life, but I was a scribe. Okay. Then that's your new nickname. Instead of the shark, you're the scribe. Well, no, Polar no, let's, right well, let's not go that far. This is this is like 2010 also. I was a scribe, and it was All for right. a specific summer in officer candidate school. That's about it. But I was a scribe then. 
Go. You're now listening to Theater and College Hoops, Taylor Daniel and the Scribe. All right. Iowa versus Grand Canyon, two versus 15, Lunch Pail Luca versus Bryce Drew and the Lopes. Hug for the Lopes, getting in. First time since going to D1, but we're going Iowa here. Am I wrong, Shark? You're not wrong. It's easy. Iowa. I hate to pick against the best team in the Phoenix metro area, but I'll go with Iowa as well. All right. Shark, take it away right. now. Who's our next round? Second round, Gonzaga, Oklahoma. I'm, I'm pushing Gonzaga here. Zags. Plus three. Zags. Creighton, Ohio. Where are we at? <laughs> Damn. Uh, I'm still going to push Creighton through. I don't. I, I don't think I know enough about Ohio, and I don't. I mean, I don't think that they're they're going to be able to match up with the three point shooting from Creighton. I'm going Jace. I like Creighton too, but this is iffy for me because I, I I have this in my personal bracket as well, Creighton and Ohio, and I don't love as we said, I don't love Creighton, but I I think I'm still going to go with Creighton. Shark. Yeah. Um... They can match up with the three-point shooting, Father. Just to answer your question right there that you threw out to the air. But for the sake of uh, this bracket, I'll, I'll be aligned with you guys, and we'll go with the soft is cool whip Creighton Blue Jays. God, what a, I mean, if this comes to fruition, that might be the easiest first three games for a one seed. Fucking, obviously, you're 16, winner of Oklahoma, Missouri, and then Creighton, or potentially Ohio, but... I mean that that's that's as easy as you're going to get. I would yeah, I would or go ahead Shark. I was just going to say we we hate on Creighton but Creighton is um highly regarded by a lot of the metrics they played in the big Big East Championship game they beat UConn who's supposedly a tough team so there's a lot of good things about Creighton. Um but if you actually peel back the onion a little bit. I would hazard to guess or to state that Gonzaga will win their Sweet 16 game by more than they win their first or second round game. Could be. I mean, you yeah, get the you full can, and you can write that you get down. The full week. You get the, <laughs> write that down too. You get, but yeah, I mean, you get the full week. You got a couple games under your belt. I I could see that as well. All right, uh, we just picked Creighton, Ohio Shark. Who's next? USC Kansas. Talk to me, Pac-12 boys. Sell me this pen. Well, you know. Taylor, I know you're going to do it. I, but I'm going to pick USC in this game, even though it's the opposite of why I think they're going to lose the previous games, because I'm still going against the Kansas COVID thought here. And I'm going to roll with USC because they do have the talent to match up at least against Kansas in this game. I'm going USC. I have a feeling we might have a second USC pick here, too. So the shark always says I'm a fraud because I didn't pick Illinois to win the Big Ten title because I've been I've been on them since late 2019 and that's a fact by the way both facts but the bigger fact is that I've been on them since late 2019 uh, and he, he he gets on me for loving all these teams and then I don't necessarily take them to to win these titles as as if it's some absolute as if I'm like some some prisoner locked in that I have to go with these guys. Uh, I've been a Pac-12 or USC Pac-12 guy. I'm taking Kansas though. Sue me. I, I I just love the way this Kansas team has played down the stretch so much. Um, shit, what's his name? Nate Jacobs and, and Christian Braun. I have to make that refi one more time. But I, I mean, McCormick, you had mentioned in the last round, I'm taking the Jayhawks over USC. Shark. 
Yeah, if you ever want to see an up-to-date list of Subi's boys and his teams, just Google the top 25. You can see all 25 of them right there. I'll take USC just so Subi is the one left out when Subi makes the sweet when they make the Sweet 16, and we'll point back to this audio and say that he picked Kansas when a Pac-12 team was playing in the Sweet 16. All right, Oregon, Iowa. Give you another opportunity here, Father. Don't need the opportunity, but I do want it. I'm taking Oregon. Love these guys. This is the uh, first big upset of the tournament, I believe. Garza and the boys going down. Taylor, I see you're shaking your head, but I am a monster believer in Altman and this Ducks team. I thought we were an Iowa podcast. Haven't we been stating that for the majority of the last year? Uh, it's not even me pointing it out to him this time, Taylor. I mean, this guy is just, he goes with the wind wherever it's taken him. I've also, I'd also like to say that I've always, always said I got to see the bracket first. And now that I see the bracket, I'm going, I'm going with Oregon. Yeah, and now that you see the bracket, you pick a down Oregon team uh, to beat the, beat the two time player of the year. But hey, what are you going to do? They just got worked by Oregon State's big, who nobody even knows his name. Luca is going to work these guys. Iowa, definitely for me in this. All right. West region. Sweet oh, 16. Oh, oh, oh. Who'd, you, who'd you take shark? I'm taking, I'm taking Iowa. All right. I, I believe in them this year. Weiss camp is a phenomenal shooter. They got two McCaffrey guys, Bohannon hitting big shots. I think, I think it could be a special year for them. Unfortunately for them, they got kind of screwed with the region that they're in. Speaking of that region, let's go to the sweet 16. I can pivot too, father. Zaga, Creighton, Sweet 16. Who are we taking? Zags. Zags. Pancakes. Yeah, kind of a rhetorical question right there. All right, USC and Iowa, talk to me. Well, shit, now that, I mean, neither of these guys I picked to be here. So can I? is it too late to jump back on my USC boys? Yeah, I mean, you, you can have a snippet of time right here to articulate why you think they're a good team to redeem yourself. Well, I'm going to say... Oh no, I'm gonna go Iowa here. Well, let me let me pose you a question so you can kind of I can sell a little bit of USC. Talk to me about this Edie guy, the the guard that didn't score for the majority of the game against Colorado in the Pac-12 tournament. As soon as he started shooting, I was impressed by him. But is he any good? And um, I think that who's the white shooting guard Stevenson? Is that his name? Um, you guys know I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. I but, threw him out there. Yeah, I put you on the spot. That's on me. But yeah, no, he's not very good. Yeah, he's not very good. So um, I'll probably go Iowa here, though. Uh, what a matchup of the bigs, though. Mobley versus Garza. That'll be a, a wonderful matchup. I will go Iowa here, though. Yeah, I'm going Iowa as well. Still not sure why you would pick against Iowa against Oregon, who has a lack of bigs, versus USC, who has an abundance of bigs to actually guard. Luca well, Garza, but I'm going because Iowa. we're an Iowa podcast, and I dubbed the nickname Lunchpail Luca. So USC versus Iowa is the redemption game for me, and I chose Iowa. All right, guys, thirty minutes into the podcast, we do our first region, and guess what? We just give you a one-two in the Elite Eight in the West bracket. So we got Gonzaga versus Iowa. Who's winning that game? Gonzaga. They did play. Yeah, they played earlier this year. Gonzaga beat the bricks off them in the second half. My personal pick is going to be Gonzaga there, but you guys tell me. I'll take Gonzaga as well. By the way, would like it on record. I, IYE, did not give you a one versus two in the regional final, but in this, I will take Gonzaga. My personal bracket also has Gonzaga, Iowa here. I just don't see anyone, even Iowa, I don't see anyone in this bracket that has even an inkling of a, of a shot to beat Gonzaga. The record will reflect for you, Father, and I will not tell you what my personal bracket says right now, but it's similar to this. Sobi, talk to me about the East. 
All right. First round matchups in the East, real quick. Michigan versus the winner of Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern. I know, Taylor, you said those are the worst teams. Please don't sleep on Damian Chongqui. I, I love that little guy. J Damian Chongqui is going to capture all of your hearts, but we're all going Michigan, yeah? Yep. Yeah, we are. I'm, I'm glad you brought him up. Um, phenomenal story. I think grew up in a very shitty environment in Baltimore, found a way to come out of there. Uh, good for him, but Michigan's going to pound him. LSU versus the Bonnies. I'm going to go with the Bonnies. I love their offense. I love Schmidt, who was uh, rumored to be with BC. You got uh, Earl Grant from College of Charleston instead, so we'll get to that much later. But I'm going to go with the Bonnies. Ditto. The Bonnies have five players who score in double figures. Uh, I think they're very, I don't know, very underrated, but I think they're underrated for, you know, they, they rank in the top 25 at every uh, you know, the net, the BPI, Ken Palm, all that type of stuff. If you're a numbers person, you love St. Bonaventure in this situation. And I am a numbers person. So I love St. Bonaventure in this situation. Yeah, you may be a numbers guy, but does anyone ever step back and ask the question, all right, what are the numbers against? Like they're playing URI. And by the way, they lost to URI on the road. Uh, the Bonnies did. Anytime they play on the road, they kind of struggle. They do well on neutral courts. They did well in the A-10 tournament. They're going up against NBA players here in the in LSU who's getting hot at the right time. They have It's not just Cameron Thomas, who's a freshman phenom. They have Trenton Watford. They have Javante Smart, who's been there for a few years. Smart hits a huge shot every single game. And by the way, they also have Darius Days, who's like a perfect pick-and-pop power four, uh, uh, four in the, in the NBA at the next level. So I'm going to go LSU. I don't get what the love fair uh, is for March. Well, here, we'll tell you, we'll tell you LSU is ranked 125th nationally in defensive efficiency. Yeah. But again, they're, it's because they're playing very good offensive teams in the sec. They're playing Arkansas three times. All right. St. Bonaventure is playing freaking Duquesne. All right. No, no, no crap that their defense is going to look good playing Duquesne a couple well, times. LSU's defense didn't look good against the sisters of the poor this year, even like there, we know this, we, this has been a long discussed topic here. LSU's defense is absolutely it's because these are elite players. They turn it on when they want to, and they're going to turn it on on a neutral court in some sleepy gym in Indiana when they're going to be nationally televised. This is very sec to say like a 30 point loss to Alabama was, <laughs> was a good loss because they what were playing 30 point loss. Did you watch the game on Sunday? They, they should have won that game. They Earlier, locked them up when they had to. Earlier this year, they lost to Alabama by like 30 and 18. Well, thanks for bringing them up. I'm sure our listeners are glad that you're referencing a game from three months ago instead of one that happened two days ago. But, hey, what do you want to do? Well, then Oregon State's the best team in the Pac-12 if that's what we're going off. Uh, might be. Good ball club. Might switch my pick, honestly. By the way, for uh, people that actually want to look at close – both of these teams, LSU and St. Bonaventures, they played a common opponent this year. It was St. Louis, who was also a pretty good team. The Bonnies were two and uh, – they beat them – I believe they beat them twice. Um, and LSU, I think they lost to them. So, yeah, that, that weighs in their favor. But, hey, Taylor, Taylor <laughs> thank can you, reference Thank you team. for that. Thank you well, for that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, I'm doing your job for you unless you want to keep referencing a game from six years ago, but whatever. Let's do the next game. Colorado, Georgetown, 12-5. Georgetown, incredibly hot. Uh, I'm going to go Colorado. Let me tell you about Colorado's free throw shooting, Shark and Taylor. These guys aren't just in line to be one of the best free throw shooting teams this year, best free throw shooting teams this past five years, best free throw shooting team in the Pac-12. They are on track to be the best free throw shooting team 
of all time. I think they're shooting something like 83 to 84%. Free throws matter in the clutch, especially in basically open gyms, right? So I'm going to go with Colorado. Very nice story out of Georgetown. They're very hot. Uh, But Colorado and McKinley Wright, they're veterans. They got Evan Batty as well down low. And I like Tad Boyle, honestly, as a coach. So give me Colorado over the Hoyas. Shark, who you got? Just a quick note for you guys that are going to look at this bracket online. Uh, I'm filling it in. I already screwed up. I wrote in LSU because I got so fired up about it. The pick is actually Bonnie's. I wrote in Bonnie's, so I apologize in advance. My pick here is going to be Georgetown. Hot team. Okay. This is a 12 seed that won a decent conference. This happens. You can go back. Oregon actually was an example of this a few years ago. Oregon was a 12 seed. They beat Wisconsin in the first round. Peyton Pritchard, they only got there because they won the Pac-12 tournament. This is very familiar with me. They got a good team in Georgetown. B-Lay, you know, Blair's a great point guard. They're playing tough. They got Pat Ewing. I'm going to go Hoyas. Yeah, I'm going Colorado here uh, a lot because of the reasons that Subi said. Uh, I look for free throw shooting as one of the key components of a team I look to pick in the tournament. And then you have one of the best lead guards in the country. One of probably the three or four best players that's ever played at Colorado. And that's McKinley Wright. So I'm going Colorado. All right. Moving on. Florida State, UNC Greensboro. Pretty simple here. I think I'm going to go with the Knowles. Uh, They won the ACC title. UNC Greensboro just doesn't necessarily have it. I mean, I have the horses to to ride with Florida State. I don't think they have the dogs. I'm going to go with Leonard Hamilton. Shark. Yeah, I'll also go with Florida State. I mean, Wes Miller, a UNC alum, is the coach of Greensboro. But the problem is the team just kind of sucks. So um, let's go with Florida State and, like, the 12 guys that they're going to throw at them. Yeah, you already know my love for Florida State. So we'll go Knowles. Spartans do have an electric little point guard, though. I think he showed out in their conference tournament, UNC Greensboro. So watch out for him. Get like 20-25, but they're not going to beat Florida State. All agreed there. Okay, this is a tasty, tasty treat. BYU as the sixth seed playing the winner of Michigan State, UCLA. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is worth unpacking the play-in game because, to be honest with you, right now, I have Michigan State beating BYU, but if that's UCLA, I'm going to go with BYU. So how do we want to do this, gentlemen? Uh, Does anyone have BYU, first off, no matter who they play? I do. No matter who they play. BYU no matter who what? Okay. I have BYU losing no matter who they play. Oh, really? I See, this is what I don't get. You're Ken Palm one second, then all of a sudden you just ditch Ken Palm and you go with like the, the Blue Blood programs. BYU is a top 20 program in Kempom, both offense and defense. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. They're in the West. Like, this is screaming Taylor Dammel over here. And then well, all of a sudden, you to, change to your use, To use your point, then who did they play? Gonzaga three times. Is that good enough for you, Paul? Okay, so who else did they play that was good? Pepperdine? Arizona? You familiar, Pe- you familiar with the school Arizona? Pepperdine and Pacific He's, and all these teams. Uh, well, let me tell you why. Let me bodying you over here in Arizona. Let me, let me tell you why, Shark, because the calendar goes fe- January, February, Izzo, April. Since and that's when? the only reason I need, I need to know, I need to know about this game. 2000? The team Cleves? Is that when they renamed Wait, it? Or so, Taylor, oh. Taylor, you're taking BYU no matter – or BYU to lose no matter what. By the way, I, I might have to slip in the Vontae Mack no matter what. But even if they play UCLA, yeah, I like UCLA moving I, on. I think UCLA is better than, you know, 
the 11th seed essentially equates to like the 44th best team in the country. I think UCLA is better than is not the 44th best team in the country. I think they're up there a little. I mean, they were leading the Pac-10 two episodes or Pac-12 two episodes ago. They easily could have won the Pac-12 just as just as easy as USC or Oregon or whoever could have uh, just with one more win. So I, I think there is clearly given the record, I think they're just as good as any of these other Pac-12 teams that we have here. So I, I'm comfortable with going. I don't love Mick Cronin, but it's not like this is his first rodeo either. So I, I know that BYU has experienced coach and they got all the same players that they always do. And they have Alex Barcelo, who's, you know, a, a good guard, all this, all of this stuff. Uh, but I still like two, two power programs that know how this is done every single year and played tough. I mean, Michigan state played, so, so late, on, late on, eight games on. every game in the Big Ten. So, we got like a Mexican standoff right now. We got the Shark going BYU no matter what. You got playing game no matter what. I'm saying if Michigan State wins, they're going. But if UCLA wins, I'm going BYU. How do we settle this? Who goes? So who's moving on? Let's so go got, Michigan State. And by you, the way, um, and this is a lesson for everyone: BYU never actually played Arizona this year. But if you say something with enough confidence. People will agree with you. Remember I was going to bring that up. I was like, our non-conference sucked. Yeah, we I, didn't. But, yeah. I we really out, like, you didn't push. You didn't push back, though. You didn't push back. We did play. B- we did play B- Eastern B- Washington, and they almost yeah. beat us. But BYU did play USC. They did play Utah State. They did play San Diego State. So they have played a schedule, but not right. Arizona. Let's go Michigan but, State for the sake of you, you, Taylor's taking playing game no matter what. Subi's taking only Michigan State. We'll go. Hey, diddle diddle. Right down Michigan State. Well, I team. want to make one more one more thing about this playing game, though. Remember, these playing games are also already in Indianapolis, so there's no travel that has to be done here, which I think is an important uh, factor in picking if the playing game winner is going to win the next round. I agree with that, but another part of me wants to be like your college kids, like get up, get up for a, a tournament game. Come on, but I get it. I got you. All right. Lone Star Shootout, Texas versus Abilene Christian. I got, I just got to say it like molasses coming out of my mouth. I'm going horns here, though. Shock Smart, uh, wonderful job that he's done. I'm going to go with the athleticism of Texas. Shark? I'll also go with uh, Texas here. Got nothing to say about Abilene. Ditto, Texas. All right. This is a juicy matchup as well. Connecticut versus Maryland. A lot of people know that I hate Maryland. I didn't even think they should have been in. They did play competitively against Michigan. I think they won a game in the Big Ten tournament. Hug for them. It got them the 10 seed. I'm going guard play, especially if that guard is on the University of Connecticut in the month of March. Give me book night and the Huskies over the Terps. Shark? I'll also go with UConn. Maryland, they have huge wins this year, but they're close to a 500 team. Three guard trio, Ayala, Wiggins, and uh, Marcel. Marcel, I think, was a Big Ten defensive player of the year, but you, you need to be able to score against UConn as well, and I think Book Knight will be the best player on the floor. So RJ Cole has a concussion, apparently, which might be a little bit of a factor here for UConn, but I'm going to go UConn as well. I was just on a podcast that, a, a guy that I was with took UConn to the final four. That's ridiculous in my mind, but I will have UConn going at least uh, one round further here. Tell you what, it was ridiculous back in 2011. It was ridiculous back in 2014 and look what happened, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> Third time's a charm. It's ridiculous, uh, but okay. We're all aligned there on UConn. Last but not least in the first round game in the East region, Bama versus Iona. Just pumped to see Rick Patino in. That's our guy, but we're going to go with the, the Crimson Tide here, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm a Tide man. Shark? 
Uh, Patino packed what seven or eight suits just to prepare to go to the finals for his team. I love that move, uh, but I don't love the matchup. Herb Jones and Alabama will be too much. Agreed. Alabama, one of the two or three best defensive teams in the country. They're going to uh, stifle Iona. So Alabama. Round of 32, Shark. Who we got? First round is going to be Michigan versus the Bonnies. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of leaning Bonnies right here. I think Michigan's a ripe upset pick right now. And, you know, you got, Mar- I can already see Mark Schmidt dancing around in the Sweet 16 of my face after BC just went and hired the coach from Charleston, who I think will be good. But, you know, I, I could see it happening. So I'll throw out the Bonnies. No livers. Uh, Mark Schmidt. I'm going Bonnies, baby. Bonnies are going to go to the Sweet 16. And you know what? I think Jawan Howard's just getting a little too big for his britches. Like it feels like Jawan Howard's already hung a banner as a coach. Doug, you gotta you gotta show what you can do here in the tournament. I'm gonna go Bonnies here, though. They're hot. No livers is a great point. I I, I have Michigan in my bracket, but I, this was one of the tougher picks I had of the whole of the whole bracket. So I know we're going to go Bonnie's here and I'll, I'll put my stamp on that as well. I'm picking Michigan, but I, I was close to picking St. Bonaventure. And to provide some actual analysis for the Bonnie's, I mean, they're very, very well-rounded. Kyle Lofton is the the guy that kind of took over versus VCU and they're big and lengthy. So they, they will be able to match up. I think they're big guys. Sooner you, um, so he can match up with Dickinson and I could see them helping them advance through the second round. I can also see LSU doing it too. But. One of one of the things I like about St. Bonaventure in both their first game against LSU and in this game is they're one of those uh, kind of classic upset teams that is very efficient on offense, but they also have a very slow pace in tempo. So the, And they're even better defensively than they are offensively, efficiency-wise. So if you look at... They they don't need to make that many more shots. Whereas if a game was up and down, up and down, up and down, Michigan wouldn't run them out. But they're really good. They're one of the slowest teams in the country, and they're one of the most efficient teams in the country. All right, next round's Colorado, Florida State. Talk to me. Colorado, Florida State, Florida State. Uh, I do like Colorado quite a bit, but like I said, the athleticism. I, I feel like in the, the bigs of Florida State, I feel like Evan Batty is just going to be like drowning. Big. Boy, Gruden on the roof. <laughs> he is. No, all right, I'll splice that in. Uh, yeah. yeah, Evan Batty is big boy grilling on the roof. If you haven't seen that video from like six months ago, go watch it. But I'm going to take Florida State here. Yeah, as much as I like McKinley Wright in Colorado, Florida State, my boys, Lenny Hamilton. I can't go against my bet that I have with Shark. So Florida State, just too big, too athletic, too, you know, too many NBA players on that team. I can already kind of see Horn with an E drilling a shot to uh, help separate the problem with Florida State. MJ Walker's a good player. Um, you know, Scotty Barnes is going to be a lottery pick, but they have too many guys like Raekwon Gray's there, but I, I, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll go with Florida State as well, but I could definitely see Colorado doing this. So you do know Bill Waltonisms, Horn with an E. I don't think you understand what I mean when I say I sleep in January, so I can stay up and watch a ton of games. 
in late February, early March. So I, I've been watching mainly everything at this point. But anyways, let's advance. Michigan State, Texas, round of 32, bottom left bracket. Horns. Without me, I'm going to go Texas here. Uh, they're just better than Michigan State. They're more talented. Uh, and, and Michigan State's been far too inconsistent for me to take them against a team that won the Big 12 for a team that's beaten quality opponents all year, which Michigan State hadn't done with the exception of like two weeks. So, Or Michigan State hadn't done with the exception of two weeks. I'm going to go with the Horns here. I am as well. Texas strikes me as a team that is a really, really, really good basketball team, but not a great basketball team, but they are certainly better than any team that they'll be playing at this point. So I'm going Texas as well. Three phenomenal guards. You got Matt Coleman, you got Courtney Ramey, and you got Andrew Jones. Uh, and then you got Jericho Sims and Greg Brown in the front court. So they have all the pieces right there. But for some reason, that like it hasn't fully clicked for them just yet. They're kind of not that good in Ken Palm. When you watch them play, they seem like they're phenomenal, but I'll pick them in this spot as well. UConn versus Bama. I'm going to go Bama here. I love the Tide. This is going to be a the X factor in this game, though, in my opinion. It's going to be a bit of a revenge game, almost just geographically speaking, is Jelly Fam Javon Quinterly. Quinterly's from the New Jersey area. Big East recruits that state quite well. He was close to going to Villanova, or he did go to Villanova, excuse me. Basically just got played out of the rotation, uh, transferred to Bama. But I think this is going to be a game where Quinterly says to himself, Book Knight's getting all the love. Book Knight's getting all the pub. I'm going to show out. And Quinterly's been playing incredibly well this past uh, these past couple weeks. I also think if Book Knight starts to get hot, Oates is going to stick Nate or excuse me, uh, Herb Jones on him and just completely lock him down. Give me the tide here. Yeah, I'll take Alabama as well. We've discussed it a lot this year of why I like Alabama. So continuing on here as well. I'll take Bama. Not happy about it, though, but I will. All right, Bonnie's Florida State, Sweet 16. What a matchup. Hell of a matchup. Offensive firepower. I'm going Knowles, though. Leonard Hamilton can't – Leonard Hamilton's too good to to not get to the Elite Eight if he's got the St. Bonaventure uh, Bonnie's standing in his way. I'm going Knowles. That'll be one of the most important games in theater and college hoops history if that happens because we will have a bet between – the shark and I that will have some repercussions if Florida state doesn't win that game. Um, I'm going Florida state. Like I said, love St. Bonaventure, but St. Bonaventure has not played anybody with nearly the size or athleticism that Florida state says. Unfortunately, we say this every single year about Florida state. And that's what gives me pause about any taking Florida state in any game really, but going Florida state here. I will also take Florida state. All right. Sweet 16 on the bottom side. Texas, Alabama. Talk to me. This was a rematch of what? The 2009 college football title game where Colt McCoy got hurt, separated his shoulder or whatever it was. Second play of the game. I don't know. Maybe in the first quarter. I'm going to go Bama here, though. Bama's going to lock down those guards. I just I, I can't get enough of Alabama's defense, and they score well enough. The only thing that scares me about Bama is if they don't hit their threes, they could be screwed. Now, I do think that they're going to – shoot well enough where their defense is going to carry them. This is going to be a knockdown drag them out game, potentially one to two overtimes. I'm going to take Bama though. Well, what I like about Alabama, despite their three point shooting is like I previously said, is their defense. They can win games that are knockdown drag out fights, but they can also 
win games that are high scoring because of their shooting. Uh, I'm going Alabama here, but that's going to be, I mean, I, I know we're getting down to the nitty gritty in terms of like the final few games when you get to the sweet 16, but I, I think that'll be one of the best games of the tournament, Alabama, Texas, if we uh, are lucky enough to see it. Alabama is my pick. I'm going Texas there. All right. Elite eight, Florida state, Texas, who we, I'm mean, excuse me, Florida state, Alabama, who we send in through Bama final four, baby. I've said all year, I think their final four material, uh, got to harken back to their defense. Like I said, and Herb Jones, what a stud exact guy you want on your team. Bama is going to the final four. Agreed. I have Bama to the final four in my personal bracket as well. Also over Florida state in this, in the elite eight here. Uh, as much as I like Florida state, they have a number of just head scratching losses this year. And I think this won't be a head scratching loss, but they just don't seem to have the high end ceiling and their floor seems to be kind of low when it comes to these tough games. So I'm going Alabama to the final four to take on Gonzaga. Wonderful. I would much, yeah, I'd much rather prefer Florida State, so I'll throw my vote there, but we'll send Bama through. Um, I think Florida State could be a bad matchup for Alabama, but hey, what can you say? So right now we well, got Gonzaga and Bama in the final four as we go to the other side of this bracket. I will say, I think one of the few teams that Gonzaga doesn't want to see in the tournament is Florida State, because I think that's one of the few teams that can match up with their size, their athleticism. Uh, they're actually, Florida State's not as good defensively as they usually are. They're still really good. They're actually more efficient on offense than they are defense. But I think that's one of the few teams that I, I would really give me pause if they played Gonzaga. Uh, fortunately, it, it wouldn't be until the Final Four, so not much to worry about if you're Gonzaga in that department. Couple of great football matchups too there. Like I had mentioned, Bama versus Texas and then Bama versus Florida State. I'll tell you what, man, those guys in Tuscaloosa have been spoiled rotten. They got an obviously obviously the college football national title, and now they have probably their best team in years. So keep an eye out there for Bama. Let's move on now to the South region. Baylor versus Hartford, all aligned here on the Bears. Say aye. 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 Wonderful. Carolina, Wisconsin. I mentioned this to Logue uh, earlier on the live reaction podcast. I feel like I've seen this game before. And I remembered, I think just last year, Big Ten ACC challenge, I think it was uh, Carolina got their doors blown off. This matchup, though, I think Carolina's bigs are going to be too much for Wisconsin. I'm going to go Tar Heels here. And also, Wisconsin's just been in an absolute tailspin. Give me the heels. Yeah, Wisconsin can't seem to beat anyone that's good. So I'll also go with North Carolina. I think out of all teams this year, Wisconsin is the most perplexing because they have all of the pieces that you think they would be a really tournament-ready team. They're old as shit. They have great guard play, or assumedly great guard play. They have some bigs, but they just, for some reason, can't put it together under Greg Guard. So I'm going North Carolina as well. Villanova, the injured Villanova versus Winthrop. I'm going to go here, uh, the Winthropics, not to be confused with the Flint. Tropics. Uh, Winthrop's only lost one game all year. Someone check me if, if if that's incorrect. And I think they've played 27 games. They ran through their conference tournament. They ran through the regular season. Villanova is incredibly injured right now. And they look like a shell of themselves, if we're being honest. Give me Winthrop. Shark? Also on Winthrop, they have only lost one game this year. Pat Kelsey has done a phenomenal job. Poor UMass fans. Winthrop's got this point guard that's six foot seven had like a whole bunch of triple doubles last year. Vodran, I think his name is phenomenal player. I really do like Winthrop. I think they advance. 
this is one of those games that I'm not going to call it like a, a stink line like Shark would, but when you when you look at the the line on this game, a 12 over a five, a five like oh, Villanova, of course, it's only like a six point spread at this point. That gives you an indication of how good Winthrop is. I have Villanova going through in my bracket, but I'm certainly more than fine with picking Winthrop here. Thank you. Thank you for that approval. Um, let's go ahead to Purdue, North Texas. I'm going to go with the Boilermakers. Matt Painter's got a pretty nice setup to the Sweet 16, potentially, but I will go Boilers here against North Texas. Shark? Classic Purdue team. You know, Trevion Williams is a phenomenal big. They always seem to have one every single year, and they he, he's surrounded by a whole bunch of shooters. Um, so I, I will also go with Purdue right uh, this year. So I'm actually going to take North Texas, and it has nothing to do with North Texas. I just don't love Purdue's team this year. They cannot shoot the ball at all. They are like shooting 32 or 33% from three for the year. Now, maybe the argument is, yeah, okay, North Texas isn't that good, and Purdue has played a much tougher competition, sure. But not as would not surprise me at all if North Texas, the mean green, come through. Denton, Texas, stand up. Uh, if they came through and got a win here. I just don't love this Purdue team. And I'm a guy who, if you've listened to this program for long enough, I was a pretty big Purdue supporter out of nowhere. But uh, I, we're going Purdue here, I guess, as a group. So yeah. you, don't like, you don't like Sasha Stavanovich? You don't think he can yeah. stroke it? You don't like Zach Eady? One, what, one guy. Yeah, I mean, they're, as a team, they, they're horrific shooting. So it's it, it's weird because All they were is one bro Ryan they were, Klein. Still Ryan Klein. With that. <laughs> do you want this oppor- with that. do you want this opportunity to rehash that or? By the way, that was also top right bracket when that happened. <laughs> if you believe in that sort of thing, right, Shark? Only if you believe in that sort of thing. Uh, okay, so yeah, we have Purdue moving on as a group here. Texas Tech versus Utah State, McClung versus Bean. I'm just going to say Red Raiders love Chris Beard, and now I'm going to get the hell out of the way because this is the Sharks matchup right here. Texas Tech versus Utah State is boys. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's McClung versus Bean. I think you got to get Kata in there. Great feat. The guy's a phenomenal player. I think he's going to play at the next level. Um, might have a hard time with a great defensive team. So this is going to be a rock fight this game. I will go with Texas Tech. I'm going Utah State. Another important factor on this game is the tip time. I think it's the first or second game of the day. Uh, and I, a team like Utah State, upset-minded, they play a lot of weird hours throughout the year. I know that's a weird angle to take on this, but I actually like Utah State in this game. Uh, Kate is great. And then, uh, of course, you got, oh, shit, what's his name? Uh, with a headband. What's his name with the headband? Brock Miller. Brock, Brock Miller. Miller. Thank you. I love Brock Miller. So I'm going to Utah State, but I'm cool. You know, Chris Beard just well, such that's a great. The problem, like he's they they have him. He he and the freshman with the beard that looks like he's 35 years old, but is a freshman. I forget his name. They're the only ones that can shoot threes. The rest of them kind of just dump it into Kata and hope for the best. Bean takes fadeaway twos. So I mean, they they can't really score. They struggle to put it in the bucket. Um, and I think. Tech is just going to overwhelm them defensively as well. I just want to ask you while I have the opportunity, which first, uh, which All-American team was Mac McClung on this year? All right, so what do we got? Arkansas Colgate next? <laughs> Arkansas Colgate is next. Uh, this is a very hot topic, a hot upset pick, Colgate over Arkansas. I'm going to go with Arkansas, though. I'm a muscleman guy. I think that they were playing well there in the SEC t- SEC tournament. Uh, give me the Razorbacks to 
get by Colgate. This is going to be a close game. Shark, I know that Colgate gave you guys nightmares, the Vols in that first round matchup a couple years back. Not just him, it was Jordan Burns, the same guy. He's coming back. Colgate, the the gripe against him is they've only played other shitty teams from the Northeast, and that's a fair gripe. Uh, But they shoot the lights out. I think they can get up and down. It's not going to be a very good defensive game right here. And if Arkansas goes cold, then it's an opportunity for Colgate to win it. So I'm going to go with Colgate here. And I don't think it's that popular of a pick. I think it's just I've been talking about it a lot. I don't know. I'm looking at the decision tree here on ESPN. It looks like 33% of people that have submitted their bracket thus far pick Colgate. That's a pretty popular pick for a 14 over a three there. Um, but I still like Arkansas. I've been on Arkansas all year. They've been my boys for a long time. So I'm going to continue riding with them here. Let's go to Florida versus Virginia Tech. I don't think Florida is very good at all. I don't think Mike, Mike White is that great of a coach. Uh, on the flip side, though, Virginia Tech, they – had a good showing in the ACC tournament. They were top 15 for some point of the year as well. Uh, so I think Virginia Tech's going to win this game relatively easily. I like the Hokies here. And Shark, keep me honest here. Who's the Hokies head coach? You want ACC coach of the year. I should know this. Mike Young. Mike, Mike Young. Thank you. Love Mike Young. I know you do as well. Uh, so I'm going to go Hokies. Yeah. Um, this is the first game of the tournament, so Friday. Good one to start it off with, 7-10. I'm going to go with Florida just because they have so much more talent. Virginia Tech's best player is a transfer from Wofford, Aluma. Um, I don't think that's a good thing when you just <laughs> Mike Young brings his own guy in and then all of a sudden he's the best player on the team. Having seen both teams play this year, Virginia Tech had a long pause on COVID, not really the same since then. I'm going to go with Florida, even though they got scumbags on their team. This is one of two games in the tournament uh, at least the last time I looked, that the underdog was actually favored to beat the favorite. Virginia Tech, at least in my book, the last time I looked, was a .5, a half-point favorite. Uh, and I'm going to roll with that. I'm going with Virginia Tech over Florida here. All right. Let's go to the last uh, opening round game in this region. Ohio State, Oral Roberts. Love the Buckeyes. They probably should have won the Big Ten title. Honestly, they were in a rock fight with Illinois. They they really turned it around after losing four straight, I think it was, going into the tournament. So they have shown that they can turn it on when necessary in postseason hoop. And then, of course, Oral Roberts just isn't good enough. I'm going to go Ohio State. Shark? Abrams on Oral Roberts leads the country in scoring. I think he's the best free throw shooter in the country. He's dangerous. Um, but I trust Chris Holton in the scheme up something. I'll go Ohio State as well. Ohio State for me as well. Uh, I'm not as high on Ohio State as you guys are. They have nine losses this year, albeit most of them to really good basketball teams with the majority of them ranked higher than them or finished higher than them in the standings. For some reason, when I watch them, I just don't see it as much as other teams, but I'm definitely going Ohio State in this particular matchup. Shark, kick us off round of 32. Baylor, UNC. Baylor Bears, baby. Too much firepower. They've, I mean, They're not going to lose the second round game, uh, Carolina too inconsistent. Give me Baylor. Yeah. Carolina hasn't proven that they really, they can really beat anyone. I'm also on Baylor. Yep. I was happy to see Jared Butler be, uh, be named a first team all American, t- uh, as well. Really good recognition for what he's done this year. Going Baylor. Winthrop Purdue. Watch out Purdue. This is typically where Matt Painter's guys can get clipped. And Winthrop is exactly the type of team that has clipped them in the past. They, like I said, only have one loss. Uh, I'm eking towards, though, Purdue. I still like them enough to get past Winthrop because Winthrop really hasn't played that strong of a schedule. Uh, But give me Purdue here. 
I didn't like Purdue in the first round, and I almost took Winthrop in the first round. So I'm going to go ahead and take Winthrop in this particular matchup. Shark, let's break this tie. I'll take. I'll join you on Winthrop. Let's let's go Winthrop. Uh, they got another guy on their team. Um, Court Josh Corbin plays 14 minutes a game, but all he does when he checks in is just chuck threes, and he makes 50 percent of them. This guy's a gunslinger. I could see them him being a darling of the tournament this year. So let's go Winthrop. So do me a favor, Nap. If we look to the West region right across, does that mean we have the Bonnies in the Sweet 16 and Winthrop in the Sweet 16? Well, the Bonnies are not right across. They're in the East also, and they're bottom left. So if we get a, went a little bit south. I think? Sorry, I was thinking UCSB. Excuse me. We have Creighton in the Sweet 16. Which Creighton in the Sweet like, 16? Do you have like an aneurysm or something over there? I might have. All right. Okay, okay, next next round here, Texas Tech, Arkansas. Give me Texas Tech all day. Same. Lockdown, baby. McClung, this is where McClung starts to heat up in the tournament. Uh, and Kevin McCuller, watch out for him. I like Texas Tech here. God, you see, I'm so opposite. I love Arkansas here. I think this is the t- exact type of game that Arkansas has won for the majority of the year. I think this is a game where people who put too much stock into Mac McClung, and I'm not even a Mac McClung hater as much as I've actually made fun of him and Shark on this program. I'm I'm going to go with Arkansas. I think all the metrics point to Arkansas, and I love them as the eye test as well. I do like Chris Beard as the coach. And that would be the deciding factor if I were to choose in this game, if there was going to be one reason Texas Tech wins. But I would go Arkansas. But obviously, as a group, we're going Texas Tech. All right, next game is Virginia Tech, Ohio State. Buckeyes right here. Holtman is going to out-coach. Fuck, what was his name? Mike Young. Excuse me, I keep forgetting it. Uh, give me Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes here. The critical part is what's going on with the Kyles for the Buckeyes. What's going on with Kyle Arns? feel like he hasn't showed up at all. And what's going on with Kyle Young's concussion? Need to know updates on that, but I'm still going to go Buckeyes here over Virginia Tech. Um, yeah, I will as well. Uh, again, I'm, I'm more skeptical than most on Ohio State, but they're still better than Virginia Tech. Yeah, the, the concern with Ohio State is if they exhausted too much energy the previous week in the Big Ten tournament, but Virginia Tech sucks, so I'm good with Ohio State. All right, Baylor Winthrop. I think that's I think that's the end of the line there for Winthrop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's ba- it's Baylor. Hell of a run there from Throp. I'm going Baylor too. Texas Tech, Ohio State. Ooh, scrumptious matchup, but I'm going to go with the Texas Tech Red Raiders, man. I just fucking love this team. All their losses, I feel like, have been so close. Uh, so, And they've played an incredibly strong schedule, second-best conference, I would say, in America. Give me the Red Raiders here. I have Ohio State losing to Arkansas in my personal bracket on this one. But if Texas Tech is going to beat Arkansas, then I guess they should beat Ohio State too. So I'll roll with Texas Tech as well. I just don't like – and maybe I just can't get around the fact that Ohio State has nine losses. Maybe that shouldn't matter to me as much as it does. But but it do. So I'm going Texas Tech. Yeah, I, I got I got two futures on both these teams. Unfortunately, they're aligned in the, in the same region there. Um for the sake of unity, I will also go with Texas Tech. Baylor, Texas Tech. Big 12 matchup. Lovely, lovely matchup here. But Scott Drew knows how to coach, obviously, and he knows tendencies. This is going to be a coaching duel, and I think 
Baylor and Scott Drew are going to come out victorious here. I'm going to take the Bears too much firepower. Macy Oteague, uh, Vital, you know, obviously Jared Butler. This is where the stars come out to play. They're going to outstar Texas Tech. Give me the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to have to roll with you on that. I uh, I went with Arkansas to the Final Four in my bracket over Baylor, but I think Baylor is better than Texas Tech, and uh, we've proven that multiple times this year. Um, so I will go with Baylor as well. All right, yeah, I'll take Baylor as well, even though I'm, I'm close to McClung. To, to go back to Taylor's point there about uh, Ohio State having nine losses, Texas Tech has ten losses, so um, – People have losses. All right. No, Hard I luck. no, I know. I thought about that as well. I, I, for some reason, I just stick to that with Ohio State. I'm not saying that anyone else should go with that. I just think that you know, ten losses is more of a six seed line with Texas Tech, whereas nine losses it, it doesn't like put together a two seed for me. I understand which conference they played in, and again, this is a different year. It's a COVID year. Nothing actually is normal, so I need to get over that personally. I will. Uh, I will be accountable for that. All right, so we got Baylor coming out of the south. One more region, and then we can wrap this puppy up. Illinois versus Drexel. We're all on the Illini, yeah? Yeah. Correct, yep. Wonderful. All right, let's stay in the state of Illinois. Loyola, Chicago versus Georgia Tech. I'm going to go with the Yellow Jackets. Uh, I was critical of Josh Pastner, but he has done a fantastic job. Um, actually, it's all right. my, my apologies. Earlier in the show, I said Florida State won the ACC tournament. That was incorrect. That was that was Georgia Tech, was it not? My bad. They also have the ACC Player of the Year. I'm going to go with the Yellow Jackets here against Porter Moser. Shark, I'm going to, I'm going to take Loyola Chicago. I mean, Georgia Tech's been a good story, but I think they've already kind of written a chapter to the end of that story. Alvarado's awesome, Moses is awesome, but it's I mean, it's the end. I, I'm going to go with Loyola Chicago and Crutwig. Loyola Chicago is rated in a lot of rate rankings as like a top 10 team in the country. I know they haven't played a lot of folks. I, I understand that. So I'm going to go with Loyola Chicago here. Super, you know, Cameron and Crutwig's great, super underrated and kind of late breaking story here. Sister Jean, freshly vaccinated. She's good to go for the tournament. That's only breaking here recently in the last hour or so. That's a huge factor here. I'm going Loyola Chicago. Critical nugget. All right, Shark, your boys, Tennessee versus Oregon State. This is a layup for me. Oregon State has no business being in the tournament. Give me the balls. Me too. I'm going to go Oregon State for no reason other than I just think that Tennessee has been just Jekyll and Hyde offensively this year. Uh, but I'm more than happy to go with Tennessee. Is that a is that a face joke at Folky? Man just got elbowed in the face, and you're making fun of. Damn, no, yeah. it was not not intentional, not intentional. Is Fulkerson going to be okay for the tournament, or what's his steal there, Shark? I mean, I don't. If if there's no concussion, it should be fine. I mean, just put a freaking face mask on him and go play. Right, right. I don't think I I would like him to play against uh, Oregon State, but. I mean, I think we can win without him. Certainly, I would love to have him in the second round against Kate Cunningham or this. Actually, this next game we're about to talk about. A lot of or, lot of orange teams in the Midwest. Yeah, we're about to get to Syracuse as well, and then there's Clemson down there. But we'll get to them. Oklahoma State, Liberty, Kate Cunningham. We had mentioned that the guy is giving us shades of Carmelo Anthony type performance. I'm going Cowboys here, Shark. I'm going Liberty, Darius McGee, Gunner. 
Uh, Richie McKay is a great coach at Liberty. I, I think this is a ripe upset spot. Liberty's been tested. They've been there before. They've played in tournament games. Oklahoma State, everybody's loving them. Uh, Cade Cunningham, it's just because you're a great player and an NBA prospect doesn't mean you're going to win in the first round of the tournament. Um, so I'm going to go with Liberty. I'm going with Oklahoma State. I'm actually, this is one of my few gripes I had with the bracket. I don't really understand why Oklahoma State, who beat West Virginia twice this year, was ranked, was had a four seed and West Virginia three seed. I know that's pretty minimal, but uh, I'm going Oklahoma State over Liberty. Liberty is very good, though, and I feel, I, I feel like Liberty got a bad draw against a really good Oklahoma State team, in my opinion. Moving on, SDSU versus Syracuse. This is a very intriguing matchup as well. Syracuse sort of stumbling towards uh, the, the end there in the ACC tournament. Lost on a buzzer beater to UVA. SDSU having another strong year under Dutcher. I'm just going to go with Syracuse, though. This is kind of what Bayheim does, especially in this 11 spot. I'm going to go with the Orange over the Aztecs, Shark. I'm going to take the Aztecs just because – the teams, the Syracuse teams that normally go on these runs, they have a guard. They have someone that can create his own shot. This year, it's just Buddy Bayheim chucking threes. Uh, I kind of like San Diego State with Brian Dutcher. Matt Mitchell's been there for a while. Um, I, I mean, I would expect you guys to be able to tell me a little bit more about San Diego State, but I, I think they're an accomplished team. I'm going SDSU here. I think more importantly, I'll probably bet the under on this game because I don't imagine this game is going to be more than like a 60 60- two to 60 type of game. I don't love Syracuse. Uh, San Diego state has kind of been uh, under the radar as they usually are. They've been ranked around that 19 to 25 spot for the majority of the year. Uh, like you said, Dutch is a great coach. And I think the mountain West was, I don't want to say it was underrated this year, but Boise state was a good team. Nevada was a decent team. Utah state, obviously another tournament team was pretty solid. Colorado state, Colorado state. Yeah. I mean, so they actually played a decent, some decent competition. And I think some of those teams, I would say Boise state wasn't much worse than Syracuse. If, if, if not better, they just didn't play uh, some of the competition that Syracuse was able to, Uh, but I am going to go SDSU here. I hope that matchup goes straight Halloween, orange versus black. That'll be aesthetically pleasing. All right, let's get to West Virginia versus Moorhead State. I believe this is the first time Moorhead State's back in the tournament since Kenneth Fareed's team, and that upset over Louisville could be wrong. Uh, but I'm going to go with West Virginia West Virginia here. Incredibly tough. They've showed uh, that they can win big games in the Big 12. Uh, this is an easy one for them. I think they handle and run away with it against Moorhead State. Shark? Yeah, not your traditional West Virginia team. They don't play phenomenal defense. Moorhead look good. They, again, they're winning against Belmont and the Ohio Valley, but I'll also go with West Virginia. Oh, excuse me. Take me home. Yeah, country roads, West Virginia. Clemson versus Rutgers. I've also said that Pykel's our guy. Pounding nails. I'm going to take Rutgers over Clemson. Clemson, I just, they're Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They might be able to beat like a, a Carolina on one night and then they lose to a pit an, a, a, the next night. Clemson and Brad Brownell, I definitely don't believe in Brad Brownell. Give me Rutgers, Peichel to win this game. Shark. Yeah, I, I still need someone to explain to me how Georgia Tech's a nine seed after winning the ACC and Clemson's a seven seed. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with Rutgers here. If there's one game that I'm going to go out to get some food or grab some drinks or something and come back home during it's this game. Uh, this is to me, I care about this game less than 
every single other first round matchup. I couldn't give a singular fuck about either of these teams. So let's just go with Rutgers, I guess. Very funny. You mentioned that there's always the one game and there's only one. It's not more than one. There's always one game in the uh, first round where it's just useless. Like nobody thinks these guys are going to do anything uh, past this one game. And it's funny because that was brought up in, in another group text of ours. This is the Stephen A. Smith. We don't care meme of, of games here for this tournament. Yeah. Good referee. Uh, Houston versus Cleveland state. Dennis Gates, tremendous job with the Vikings, but this is pretty clear. Houston Cougars. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely Houston. Uh, I'm on board with sharks boys here in Houston, probably the most underrated team in the country. Would anyone agree with that? Could be. They, they, they were in dogfights against teams like Memphis um, towards the end of the year. But the I, look, Houston's fantastic. I do love them. So we all got Houston here. Uh, yep. Shark, take it away. All right, second round, we got Ill, We got your matchup. Chicago's going to burn for this one. This is the one we were looking forward to. We got Illinois, and we got Loyola. I don't know what the dynamics are in this city. Is it like the rich kids versus the public school kids? I don't know, but um, this will be a phenomenal matchup. I actually don't know the dynamics either. I, you know, I might have to go out there and learn it firsthand, but I'm going to go Illinois here. Too much firepower, mentally tough. Kofi Coburn is going to eat Crutwig alive. Give me the Illini. So get this. On ESPN's team rankings and in the decision-making of people who have picked a bracket so far, 51% have picked Loyola Chicago. That's shocking to me. Uh, in this particular game, if this matchup were to happen, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Illinois is going to win this game. I think Ao Desunmu is going to have a phenomenal game, and so I'm going Illinois. I, I'll join you. I'll go Illinois, but I actually think Crutwood could bang with uh, with Kofi, and Kofi's free throw ability is kind of troubling, as they say in Mister Deeds. This game and the St. Bonaventure Michigan game are both going to be really sneaky one versus eight, one versus nine matchups. All right, next game, we got the Vols and we got Oklahoma State. I'll lead this off right here. This is who I wanted the Vols to be matched up. I actually kind of saw it coming more as a 3-6 seed line in the second round, but I think Tennessee would be a great matchup against Oklahoma State. I think we win. We can cover Cade. Um, They play pretty similar to us, and we're just – we've been there. We've been there. You have been there. Technically, most of the guy. Technically, most of the guys haven't on the team haven't been there, but we have been there. Yes, as a program, that's what I was about to bring up. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who hasn't been there. I'm still going to go ride with Cade Cunningham. Like I said, I think he's just got that special it factor, which a lot of people say for maybe some other studs previously, but I just see so much Carmelo in him. Uh, I'm going to take Cade to single handedly carry his team against the Bulls. Yeah, sorry, Shark. I'm going Kate as well, which I'm sure you expected here. Rare opportunity for a team in this, you know, whether it be Oklahoma State or Tennessee, actually Tennessee especially, uh, to play like four orange teams in a row. That means absolutely nothing, but there you go. There's a small nugget. I'm going Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say it seems like you guys want to pick just based off uh, highlights and trading cards and all that. I'll just say for teams at uh, Oklahoma State, Played Arkansas, barely beat them. Tennessee beat Arkansas pretty easily. So I would just uh, throw that out there for you. Tennessee also scored like 42 points in a game 
or less, I think, in one game as well. So oh, it's right. I forgot you base your picks off of something that happened three in one specific week three months ago. So yeah, that's right. Let me jot that down real quick. But all right, Oklahoma State's going through. Next pick, San Diego State versus West Virginia. Country roads. Tough, tough matchup, though. I mean, this is this is gonna be a battle right here. I'm gonna go with the Mountaineers, though. Yeah, I did. I'm going with Huggy Bear. Um, I I think San Diego State has been a good basketball team this year, but they haven't. Uh, nothing that they've done, both with the eye test or on paper, uh, shows me that they're going to get any further than this. Yeah, I mean McBride, Taz Sherman, McNeil, Culver. Culver looked. I think he was either sick or something. He looks kind of sloppy in the tournament, but. Uh, they got enough scoring options. If you if you're telling me, and I'm listening to you, if you're telling me San Diego State can't score, West Virginia can score. So I'll advance West Virginia there. Rutgers versus Houston. Easy. Cougars win this in a runaway. They're just a better team, more talented. Uh Rutgers too inconsistent as well all year. There was a time where Rutgers, I mean, they were living bubble life when they should not, when they have so much uh, so much of what was returning from the previous year. Houston has been consistently good. And again, you had mentioned the underrated aspect of them. I'm going to go with the Cougars here uh, pretty comfortably. Yeah, I think Houston's going to beat the brakes off whoever they play in this round. So Houston. Yeah, Houston's nasty. I mean, of course, they got Grimes. Marcus Sasser chucks like 10 threes a game. Um, tough team defensively. Kelvin Sampson in Indiana. Can he get back to the final four there? Oh, nice little nugget there. All right, uh, Midwest Sweet 16, Illinois versus Oklahoma State. Who do we like? Shark, I don't know why this is just evoking memories of the Oklahoma State-St. John- Joe's matchup that we watched at the ESPN zone when we were in like 7th or 8th grade. New but York City bottom bottom left bracket, by the way. Thank you. Good, good, good intel. But this is the type of game that I'm envisioning. It's going to be a crazy finish. Uh this is going to be the first time, in my opinion, that Illinois is truly, truly tested. They're going to pass that test, though. I'm going to go with the Illini barely over Oklahoma State. Yeah, I have that same pick. I This is my, of all games, more than anything else uh, in this tournament, I'd love to see A.O. DeSudmu and Cade Cunningham just go at it down the stretch. That would be a Gus Johnson special if we were fortunate enough to have Gus Johnson still working for CBS Sports. Uh, I'm going to go Illinois, but just like Subi said, barely. I would expect Cade Cunningham to have a big game just because I think he rises up to the moment, but going Illinois here. I'll also take Illinois just because Tennessee is going to beat Oklahoma State in the round before that. Thank you very much. All right, West Virginia versus Houston. So this is the only region in my personal bracket that I have chalk. Illinois, the one for Oklahoma State three versus two in West Virginia versus Houston. So in this, I think this actually has potential to be the game of the tournament. I'm talking one to two overtimes lead changes back and forth. This is going to be, if we get it, if we're lucky enough to get it, this is going to be the game of the tournament and I'm going to barely take Houston because something's got to go right for them. At some point, we talk about the Jordan pool shot. I think they had bad break against UCLA with uh, the Bryce Alford team. Houston has to get catch a break. And I think they're going to be mentally tough and they've played in enough close games where they're going to uh, outduel West Virginia. Give me the Cougars here in this spot. I have waffled back and forth about this game as well. And despite the fact that this bracket as a whole, 
um, has the game I care about the least. I think it has the most potential exciting games in it. I started off with West Virginia, but I am going to go with Houston, and I'm going to go with Houston simply because Dejon Giroux knows how to play offense now, something he didn't know how to do last year. I, I like Grimes a lot now as well. I think Houston has matured a lot in the last year, so I'm going Houston to take on the Illini. Tough one. You guys hit a lot of the points I wanted to make. Houston, they're not so they got they started a guy Gorham who's undersized at their center position, but they also had another guy Fabian White Jr. who I think started from at the beginning of the year that recently came back from injury. And then Jarreau is a great defensive player, of course. And you got Grimes that's going to drive the drive the train. I'm not sure Houston can keep up with West Virginia. And like I alluded to with respect to the scoring power on. Did I say Jared Culver earlier? I meant to say Derek Culver. I think they he is a key factor for West Virginia in this position. So I'll take West Virginia um, just for the sake of taking it. So that means we got Chalk, Illinois, Houston, and the Elite Eight. Illinois, Houston, Elite Eight. I mean, I would like to say all deadly. I don't hate that West Virginia pick whatsoever, but I'm going to go with Illinois here. Uh, everyone's going to already know about the big-time players. Everyone's going to be knowing about Coburn. Everyone's going to know about AO, and they're going to get theirs. And at the same time, Grimes is going to get his. Dejan Giroux is going to get his. Who are the guys that are going to be the X factor? Who are the ones that are going to be the difference makers? And I'm looking at my guy, Condiment Curbelo. All right? So much sauce with the point guard guard out of Illinois, Mr. Curbelo. And additionally, defensively, I love Trent Frazier. So I love Frazier and Curbelo being the difference makers here in a game versus Houston. So, And I've been on Illinois, like I said. Give me the Illini. I think this will be one of those grinded out type of games. Not not because Illinois isn't uh, a fast-paced team or anything like that, but I think Houston is pretty good at controlling the tempo. But I really like Ao Desunmu and Kofi Coburn. I think Ao Desunmu is going to end up being the most outstanding player of this tournament. Spoiler alert for my pick here in the Final Four. Um, but I like Illinois in this game as well. I'll join you on Illinois. Uh, another guy that hasn't been brought up just yet, but Demonte Williams shooting the lights out from three. And here's a factor that you got to consider. Illinois won the Big Ten. They won it in Indianapolis. Familiar with the gyms out there. Got to factor that in. All right, They've been winning in those gyms. I think you got to factor in. I'll take them over to Houston as well, which means – did you have one more point right there? Oh, I was going to say – Illinois essentially already played a sweet 16 and elite eight and a final four in the big 12 or in the big 10 tournament. Just like you said, I mean, those games, none of them were, were easy games to get through. So they've already started playing in a tournament like, like atmosphere. And I like the fact that you brought that up because you're completely correct in the Indianapolis uh, situation there. Well, it's something you got to consider as well. I think I saw stats somewhere that teams that have won their conference tournament have not done well in the NCAA tournament over the past decade or so. So normally the teams that lose their conference tournaments go on to win the NCAA tournament. So I think there is an argu- there is an argument here that this year with the cadence of the schedule being different and the lack of travel, whatever, all that stuff, I don't think a lot of the previous trends necessarily apply. I do want to ask you something, though, here, Shark, if you can look back at your records there, Senior Scribe. Do we have, we have a 13 over a 4 at some point? Yes or no? We got Ohio. Okay, because 
there's never been a four year stretch in the in NCAA tournament history where a a, a thirteen hasn't beat a four, and it's been three years at this point. So we're due for a thirteen over a four this year. Yeah, and if memory recalls, uh, we agreed on Ohio. Obviously, I liked Liberty over Oklahoma State, and Taylor liked North Texas over Purdue. Uh, Subi just sticking with chalk as usual. The guy that loves the top twenty-five, all of his boys, depending on the week. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're. At. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to rehash this. We've already. I've been holding in a P. We're an hour and a half into this. Let's get to the final four already. Gonzaga versus Alabama. Subi, go. Roll, damn, tide. It comes to an end here for Gonzaga. Gonzaga is not going to finish the season undefeated. Like I said, Herb Jones, Javon Quinterly, uh, Shackelford, that's my guy shooting the leather off the ball. I'm taking the tide to get to the title game. Wow. Uh, oh, my God, Subi. Uh, he, 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 loves, he loves all these teams. Uh, Mr. Top 25. And now, yeah, there's a bomb for you. All right. I think I'm. I might be the biggest Alabama supporter of on this program, and uh, I'm not picking Alabama here. I do have this matchup in my personal Final Four, but I am going Gonzaga. You know, it's funny. This I'll, I'll tell you why. This shows you how good Gonzaga is. We haven't even talked about Gonzaga yet, other than just picking them. There's no reasoning that we've had to give because they have like five All Americans and and I mean that's all I think I really need to say. Uh, I hate Gonzaga as a program and just as a kind of a Western rival, you know, and all that type of stuff, knowing a ton of alumni and family from Spokane, all that type of stuff. So I'm going to go Gonzaga here. They're just the best team in the country. That means I'm the tiebreaker. You're right. We haven't really dove into Gonzaga. They have everything that you could want. Um, They play defense. They could shoot. I mean, Kispert is just going to keep you up at night if you're betting against them or if you're picking against them. Uh, Timmy's tough. Obviously, Suggs is a star. Ayayi is the glue guy. They have it all. The only thing that they don't have, well, that they also do have is the pressure. They've never faced pressure like this before. Everyone and their mother is going to be picking Gonzaga this year. I'm going to pick them to go to the finals here as well, but let's see how they do when they don't have a crowd picking them up at a game in Anaheim where you know they, they earn that seed in the West. Let's see how they do in a lazy stadium at Hinkle Fieldhouse. We'll see what happens, but uh, for this one, I think Bama goes down a little earlier, but I'm going to take Gonzaga for our bracket. All right. Our other matchup is Baylor versus Illinois. This is a heartbreak. I'll go with Taylor first here. Oh, yeah. So if you add up Gonzaga's efficiency rating, both on offense and defense, it's 11. They're the number one offensive team of the country, the best and the 10th best defensive team of the country. The next lowest behind that is Illinois. They are at 12. They're the seventh best offensive team and the fifth best defensive team. You usually need to be in the top 10 of both of these categories to reach the championship game or even the final four. I'm going Illinois here uh, for a lot of the factors that we've talked about so far. Backbreaker for your boy. Like I've said, and it bears repeating because guys like you keep forgetting. Been on Illinois since late 2019, but this is where the run comes to an end. Baylor. I sent a text earlier uh, this, like a, a couple weeks ago, I think, to the Shark, and I was like, I think these are my guys. And yeah, it's not going out on a limb. Obviously, Baylor's only lost two games, right? It's always been Gonzaga and Baylor versus the field. Baylor's too tough, man. 
Baylor is too tough. And you know what the issue is going to be for Illinois? You had actually referenced it earlier in this episode. It's the free throw shooting. I shudder to think what Kofi Coburn is going to be doing down one with about 18 seconds left, and he's at the free throw line. And a lot of people have brought up the crowd noise, all this stuff like that. I actually think that's going to work against him when there's only going to be like 5,000 people in the stands. Kofi Coburn, they are Illinois is not a good free throw shooting team. It will finally come back to bite them in the ass. And look, the storyline of Scott Drew. Scott Drew deserves this Final Four. He deserves this title appearance. I'm going to go with Baylor over the Illini. Wow. Mr. Illinois from since 2019 just backed out on him. It's tough to witness. Um, I'm actually going to refrain from giving my pick right here, and I want Subi's pick to no, live. No, no, no. Get the hell out of here. Um, here. Be a man. Right. Say, what, say what you need to say. Adam Lambert, right? Beautiful. Um, I will go with Illinois uh, just because of the Ken Palm efficiency. <laughs> Thing right there. It's too, <laughs> this, this is horseshit. Mr. No, I'm Mr. calling you out. Right here. Mr. 2019, no. Illinois. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to tell. Okay, look, I'm I'm standing in my convictions. All right, hey, that's your journey. All right, that's your story. It's my and prerogative. You can live with that. All right, I for all the times that you poked me and said, "Oh, the shark, there's a shark." That this is this is quite a move from you to go with Baylor, who I love. I do love Baylor. Um, I just want you to, and this is a very, very obvious hint. I want everyone listening that just heard the Sharks pick to take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a heavy grain of Morton's salt. I didn't say I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Illinois is a much better defensive basketball team. They're equal offensively, but Illinois is a better defensive basketball team than Baylor is. I'm just going to leave that at that. I'm so yeah, I, it's a fair point. Um, and I, I've been looking into this because Baylor's defensive uh, Ken Palm is like 40 or something. And normally Baylor's a very good defensive team. They're great offensively this year. There's a part of me that's wondering, hey, is that because Baylor's just playing phenomenal teams every single week and they're not having to worry against? I mean, Utah State's like the best defensive team in the country this year. So I, there's a part of me that wants to not believe in the traditional Ken Palm theory where you have to be top 10 in both offense and defense efficiency to win a title. Um, you know, I'm kind of taking a step back from that this year, but it's a fair point with all the numbers Taylor's telling you are right. Um, and yeah, so it seems like based off what we're saying, we got Gonzaga and Illinois in the finals here. Well, it's not like Illinois has been playing bad teams they're the fifth ranked defensive team in the country against literally the best conference in america well i think big 12 is a little better but that's just my opinion if you, if you have a if you have a fact to bring up from that specific week from december to, to bring in here right now let me know i mean i know i i don't mean to go too heavy on the numbers here but if you if you rank by who had the most the the hardest strength of schedule for the whole year the top 14 teams are all from the same conference. Yeah, and I don't want to be tooped by the numbers as well, but when we picked games throughout the year, I had one more correct on the entire season. <laughs> oh, year, so. one more. Wait, hold on. Did we ca- did we count that Texas versus Oklahoma whenever it happened? He did say that. Seven? He no. did say that, yeah. I did and say I remember, I, I thought that was going to actually work against him because I thought yeah. Oklahoma at some point was going to beat Texas, but I thought that was going to work against him. All right, yes. before, before we have our championship pick, are we doing betting picks for the tournament? Or no, we can cut no. this out if we're not. Okay. No, no. All right, guys. 
finals. Gonzaga, Illinois. I'll lead it off right here because I I don't want to get accused of uh, being someone that defers out and gets put on the spot. I'm going to take Gonzaga just strictly because I think Tennessee is going to be Illinois in the Sweet 16. Yeah, fine. Gonzaga, whatever. Gonzaga is the best team in the country, but Ayo DeSunmu is the best player in the country. I'm going to go with Illinois, but that's fine. We can go with Gonzaga here. This is going to be super impressive to all of our I, all of our listeners who are going to be like, "Oh wow, luckily listen, we listened for an hour and forty minutes for them to pick the undefeated." But hey, li- look, listen, if you're a listener, you're you should have been. I know you can't see us right now, but you should have been reading our faces on some of these picks by the end here. We could have been throwing you fake ones. You never know. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it actually. Just take take that last statement with a grain of salt. But remember, grain of salt. Think about so, the grains of salt. So Shark or Subi or whoever, we need to submit this to like ESPN or CBS or something, right? So we can track this as a per- against our personal brackets. And we will tweet that link out, I assume. Yeah, we'll take a picture of this bracket. It's the Titch official bracket, but is it really official? Jesus. Bracket. Can, can we at least put it up again so we have at least so we don't have to go and figure out the metrics? We can let the systems in play figure it out for us. No. We need to be held accountable. I think it's very, if you're listening to the show, a lot of the picks in the early rounds were probably what you, were probably true to those. I don't I'll know. tell you what, look, I mean, the, the, the milk ain't churned with the, who's going to win the title game. All right. Everyone, everyone has Gonzaga somewhere in the final four, most likely. All right. That's not groundbreaking shit where you're going to be making your hay and differentiating yourself is in those 13 versus actually not the 13 versus fours. Cause I didn't have that, but some of the other upsets or did I have that? Keep you there you go. Now, 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 you're with now you're with me right there. So I, I think it's fair, Taylor, to your point. As soon as the games tip on Friday afternoon, we'll all we'll all tweet our final four. So everyone can kind of say, hey, Shark, well, you're, you're a genius. Think, You've done it again, Shark. You're brilliant. I think, and I'll I say, think, yeah, you're right. I think we just need to put an ESPN or CBS bracket in so we can track the progress of the titch bracket versus our personal brackets is all I'm saying. All right. Yeah. If you want to take point on that? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. That's on you. You got it. I love it. All right. Uh, I got this lovely, lovely steak dinner permeating through my nostrils in the other room. So let's finish this up now. Shark, you want to wax poetic? You got anything to say? One or two words on the new hire for BC? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was jaw dropping when it happened. (laughs) I think uh, I had Twitter for Lent. So on on Sunday, I sent out a tweet saying I would love um, Dennis Gates or I would love Mark Schmidt. And then sure enough, we go out and we... (laughs) We hire a guy that was never even on my board. So Earl Grant's the guy. He He's a Greg Marshall disciple. Um, he coached in the ACC on Clemson, with Clemson. He can recruit in the South. Maybe he gets a great staff. That's what it's all going to come down to, really. Like, I want to be I want to be a team player. You know, I want to be someone that's supporting it. I don't want to hate on the guy early on, like someone like Jeff Goodman, who's just like, who are you, Jeff Goodman? To have, send a tweet out like that, trashing the guy when he gets his dream job. Show some class. It's absolutely gutless. And I want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, because if he hires a great staff, someone that can recruit the Northeast, he already knows about the South. Hey, why not? I love one of his lines in his press conference. We want to be gritty, not pretty. All right? That's a great line. This guy's this guy knows how to talk. Now, winning press conferences, does that translate to winning games? I don't know. I'm sure Jim Christian never won a press conference, but we want to be gritty, not pretty. Love it. Taylor, let's finish it up now with some hugs. Who are you hugging today? So this is kind of out of left field, but I played golf this last week with one of the former senior statistics and analytics uh 
people for ESPN just retired this last year. I won't name drop him, but he said in four hours of playing with him, picking his brain about all the people he worked with at ESPN for 20, 25 years. He said that our boy college game day uh, aficionado uh, Reese Davis was the best person he has ever met in his whole life. He went multiple holes with telling me about how good of a person and great of a, of an individual Reese Davis is. So I'm going to hug Reese Davis for being just as good of a person off camera as he is on. Reese Davis has covered so many sports, most notably college football and also college basketball. But I'm glad you said that because that's further validation in my crimson tide pick. Reese Davis is an Alabama alum. So good shark. You got any hugs? I don't have a hug. I'll hug myself. You know, I'm glad I'm good job, Shark. We got here. I, I didn't have a hug. I'm sorry, man. So much going right. on. I can't. I don't have time to delegate hugs out. I'm crunching numbers in a bracket here. Look, man, you don't have to give me any excuses. That's all right. You don't have a hug. You don't have a hug. Uh, my hug, actually, and we didn't actually have to implement this hug sex- section in here. I just wanted to do it because I couldn't go an episode prior to the tournament without highlighting the shooting shirts. One of my favorite parts of the NCAA tournament and even conference tournaments are the shooting shirts and the warmups that Nike produces and Adidas produces. And they just have the dumbest, most useless, like one liners this year. I think Nike's is just us. And I think Adidas is here for, and then it's like the school. So like here for the Bonnies, I want to know, and I want to be the person who has to come up with those little slogans, those little lines, because they're just so funny. They're hysterical to me. Uh, the still the, the, the creme de la creme, the absolute best was Michigan's, I think, like circa 2012, 2013, where they just said, we on. That was it. And actually, what I found out in doing a little bit of research was I was trying to look at some random players from that Michigan team. Apparently, their nickname, team nickname was we on. That might even be more absurd than the the printing of it on the T-shirts. So hug for shooting shirts and those ridiculous one-liners. I can't believe that like what this year uh, again or versus all should have been something like rise above the rest or, or something like that. I, I, I don't like the, just us it's been, that's, that should have been last year's if there was a tournament last year. Yeah. Well, we will catch you next time here on theater and college hoops. Thank you again for listening. Please. I beg of you cherish it. Enjoy the madness. Dark as shame, darling, dark as shame. Thank you for all the joy and pain. Picture show, second balcony was the place we'd meet. Second seat, gold Dutch treat, you were sweet, dark as shame. Darling, dark a shame Save those lies, darling, don't explain I recall Central Park in fall How you tore your dress, what a mess I confess, that's not all Dark a shame